Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Hi, my name is Clark Turner, founder of ProServe Alliance. And I'm Jared Flo, the director of operation at ProServe Alliance. Thank you for joining us for another podcast. Uh, we have been going through our hiring series. Uh, the first couple podcasts in this are, are more theory, mindset, big picture of hiring. Uh, the next three podcasts, starting with today, are when to hire, right? when do you know it's time to hire, who to hire, You know, how are we going to find them, and then how do you go through the hiring process. Right. So, right. Jared, what is today's how to hire? What, how, tell me more about that. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, when is the right time to hire. Um, and I think I think for us we've always ended up kind of in the chicken and the egg type of thing. Is it is it we hire somebody first and then go find the business and the clients, or do we get all the clients and business and then try and hire somebody? And uh, you know what the what the video that we created goes through kind of three main things that are going to help hone in that process to know when the right time to hire is. One of them is blueprinting kind of a vision of where you're going when you're going to build your business and uh, allowing you to pick times like, okay, here's a, here's a space where I'm going to need to hire a person. Uh, the, the second one is knowing your finances. Um, you're going to have to have a, a measure of amount of money to kind of float a new hire, starting up some new business, and so kind of setting up your, your finances. But to be able to do that, you have to know your finances. Are you, are you making money? Are you making profit on your jobs? Are you making profit after your overhead, that, that type of stuff? Yeah. And the third one is knowing and understanding your clients. Are, are you, do you have new clients coming up that are going to ramp up some of your business? Or do you have clients that are more seasonal? And also knowing your business, that there are seasonal times where it's busier than others and kind of planning hirings around those. Yeah. And that's, that's the basis of the video where you do a more deep dive on those topics and, and, and uh, explaining what that means and how to do those things. Yeah, well. the video is very educational, but it's got a lot of technical. lot of info, a lot yeah. of technical, a lot, lot more details to it. So today on the podcast, what are we covering? Um, we're going to talk about some of the the real life stuff that we've experienced yeah. that kind of led us to understand we need to do these type of things. And I, I think one of the one of the ways to do that is this is kind of like the right way to do it, the right way to hire, in our opinion. Um, and uh, I think a way for us to kind of start talking about this subject is what's the wrong way to do it? Yep. And uh, I, I think a, a question to start with would be what does it mean to hire out of urgency? Yeah, so that's that's one of our big things that we've seen with a ton of contractors is you think you're ready to hire when there's an emergency need for it, right? I've got if, – if I don't hire somebody, I'm saying no to these other jobs, so I'm going to lose money. So i got to say yes. i got to go find a hire. I'm ready to go right now. Who can I f- get to fill this job, right? Yeah. So that, I think I think one of the biggest ways of getting started with, with are you ready to hire, you don't – you have to look at that and ask yourself that question. It's not a, yeah, I'm ready to hire because i got jobs and I can put someone out at that job to manage it and make some cash. Yeah. Right? So I think one of the, the biggest things that we see is I hire out of urgency. Right? There's, there's a need. I can, I can get someone. Great. Let's hire someone. And that leads to a lot of issues. Right. And right. We've, we've done that quite a bit over the years where we, we had a, a client – 
that was asking us to increase business or we had an opportunity for a different piece of business or a different sector that we'd never been in before and we just went to find the people and ended up making some bad decisions and some bad hires that cost us a lot of money. Yep, yep. A lot of a lot of what we talk about in, in all of the videos, all of our podcasts, and all of our training is everything has to be pre-planned and prepared, right? You want to be proactive, not reactive. And most of the way that contractors hire is reactive. I need someone to be out there. I need someone. I need someone. I need someone. If I can just find someone who can help me out, I can say yes to these clients. Um, and, and that inevitably turns that hire into your assistant. And they stay there <coughs> forever, right? Well, I, I, I don't mean to no, interrupt no. you, but I, I, I had a thought. I, I think one of the other, the, the other issues is that there's, there's pressure, Right there's there can be pressure from home because as as you're running a company by yourself, you end up uh, having an issue with labor and you end up having to go do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You're spending 60, 70, 80 hours running around. And then when you get home, you're writing up estimates and you're you, you're taking phone calls and, and, and doing all that. And you get pressure from from home. You got to spend more time at home like you're never here, you know, all that stuff. So there's that pressure that comes from that. That is, I I need to make a hire so I don't have to work as much. Yeah, and it feels like making that hire. You can just distribute the labor, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't work that way. All it adds is another thing on your plate, which right. is managing another person. Yeah, who, and their inability to do the jobs the way that you do it. Yeah, and right? like you just said, it ends up most of the time in that scenario, that person at least for a fair amount of time just kind of becomes your assistant and mm-hmm. is not somebody who is sustaining and operating on their own. Yeah. yeah which I, is what your desire is, right? Yeah. The, the desire is, is like, I got to be able to back away and not be handling as much because I need to work on the company yeah. and in the company as you're smaller, but I also want to make enough money to be able to provide for everything that I'm doing. So I got to yeah. take on more work. And so it feels like if I can just hire one more person who can just do all the work, then I'll be in a good spot, yep. and it, it it never ends up working well. So next week we, we're going to be talking about who to hire, right? The type yeah. of person that you want to hire for your first hire versus your last hire versus all the hires in between. But one of the things that a, an emergency hire leads you to is the wrong person, mm-hmm. right? And, and and not to get too deep into it, but with us, the wrong person is it ha, has been in the past. We have a client that says, hey, if you can bring on more people – I got another 30 houses a month that you can renovate for us, right? We, we've had, we had that, and we brought on Frank. Frank, we're going to call him Frank, <laughs> yep. Uh, we brought Frank in, and you know we had some interviews. He was our first interview. We sat him down. He'd done renovations before in, with this client, right? Right, One of our larger clients. Uh, he's, he's run crews. He's done, he's done everything before. If I, if I remember correctly, this, this Frank had actually – for some of the clients that we were being asked by that client to really ramp up and increase our business, this guy had worked on more. He'd worked on the, the boots on the ground for that company, but he'd also worked in the management level. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of intricate knowledge of this type of business. And uh, I remember specifically, in you and I were sitting in my office and we were discussing him and the it was it really it was a conversation of urgency mm-hmm. we have this opportunity we've got to find somebody so that we can capitalize on this opportunity this has got to be the guy but man he wants so much 
and I we cho- we made the choice. We, we should have asked more questions. Mm-hmm. We should have questioned. Well, if he was so good at that, why is he looking at us to work? Why is he not still there doing that? But instead, we took the kind of positive things about him, paired in with the urgency of the opportunity to capitalize on that, and we made a decision to increase our top-end budget that we were willing to pay somebody by like 15 20%. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick, you're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions that add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. And then all of a sudden we put him to work, and he started implementing all of his bad behaviors that were the reasons why he wasn't working somewhere else anyways. Yep. And we ended up in a bad situation that cost us a lot of money. In fact, the, the, it, it came to find out that the guy was in financial troubles himself, and he ended up using our credit card to buy diapers and, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. Mm. And it just snowballed into this major mistake that we were paying a premium for because we chose to do it out of urgency. Well, and we hired out of looking at the resume. Uh-huh. Right, we saw. Okay, so he could do this. He can do this. He's he checks the boxes of knowledge. Right, he he had crews that he can bring with them. So all of the knowledge boxes are checked. And we were living in La La Land, thinking, great, this guy we can just send out, and we'll start making money. We can make one. more money right now. And and so we didn't do our, the. We did ourselves a disservice by not diving deep into who he is, hmm. why he ticks, why he makes decisions. You know, I, I remember the first day he showed up. Right. Mm-hmm. One of our biggest things that we do is is big. I keep saying where it's the biggest, but it is uh, yeah. it, when we start someone working with us as a project manager. And this is a tip to any project manager that, that might be working for us in the future <laughs> right. is we give menial tasks day one. We want to see their attitude. We want to see their work ethic. Right. One of one of your tasks is. Hey, go go clean out the storage room. Mm-hmm. You're what? you're. I, I I really love that one because you're coming in as a, a project manager who's like I'm on the management level. I don't I no longer have to do labor anymore. I manage the labor, and I like to see what's your mentality, your customer service, your your drive, your willingness to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And I'd give a menial task that should be meant for somebody else. Go to that broom closet, and organize it. Yeah. And that would be the only instruction that I'd give them. Yep. But it yep. gave a lot of insight. Yep. If they, if they, they go are. do it and organize it, if they just kind of go in and do a halfway job, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they spent five minutes in there getting some stuff moved around or what's their attitude altogether, yeah, right? And I, that, that show tells a lot about the person. I actually, the, the, the guy who is the now the general manager of our company, I did this with him. Mm-hmm. And at the time, our supply closet was a mess. I mean, you know, it was the drop zone for everything that come came in from the job, job sites, sites yeah. and whatever. He went in there, and when he was done, he came back and said it was done. And I went in, and it not only was, like, straightened up, which some other hires just went in and straightened it up. 
he had organized it, organized it by type of product, color of product. There was a system to his organization. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy's going to last. Yeah, he's and gonna, now he's running the company. And now he's running the company. Yeah, and so going back to Frank, though, when he came in, the yep. guy that you were just talking about who's running our company was Frank's boss. Yep. And uh, first day on the job, Frank says, hey, you know, uh, I need you to run to Home Depot, pick up some X, Y, and Zs, and drop them off at this job oh, site. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah, and Frank said, listen, I'm not a gopher. I'm an all-star. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we were like, excuse me? He was like, I, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to make money. Yep. And yep. it was yep. it was like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So a clear. lot of times. I'm clear now. <laughs> yes. And, and so that's, that's one, of, one of the mistakes that we want to avoid is hiring because they check the boxes of skill. I, I can teach you skill. I can't teach you temperament. I can't teach you attitude. I can't teach you a work ethic. Uh, and so when you're looking for that first person, and again, we're getting into to how to hire and who to sure, hire. Sure. But but knowing that that bringing that person in to into the company is going to affect the entire company. Right. So how do you know you're ready to bring that person in? That right. How do I know that it's time to hire that guy? Yeah. Uh, I, I think one of the biggest things that, that we talk about in the video is have I blueprinted? Have I thought about what this means tomorrow, next month, three months, six months from now? Right. How, how do you? How do you avoid hiring out of urgency? Yeah. You, you plan yep. to hire. Yep. And so, a big piece of and it. the difference of urgency, and I've got a lot of work and I want to capitalize on it, is a plan, right? Yep. If I'm hiring out of urgency, it's I, I have to have someone today versus if I find the right person, I can capitalize on, on my opportunities. Those are two totally different hires. That's right. Right. If it's urgency, it's Whoever can it can chew gum and walk at the same time is going to be hired tomorrow, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know what? If I if I find someone that hits these boxes, that hits these boxes, it comes through the interviews and is impressive, and I can understand who they are before I hire them, then I'm going to capitalize and I'm ready to go. Right. right? And so I think that's one of the the main things that that you need to know coming into to looking and, and am I ready to hire? Along with that is finances, right? Getting started with a hire costs money. Right. Now we plan, we tell people three to six months worth of paychecks ready to go to burn and like on a company our size, that's okay. That makes sense. I, I know most people, you know, as they're trying to especially make their first hire when they're out swinging. I'm, hammers not, gonna, I'm not gonna have three six months with a reserve sitting no, there. No, no, and, and and we get that. Again, what we preach is reducing the risk as much as possible. That's right. So it's it's not about everything that we say in in, in it has our to be systems. done verbatim. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's if you do all of this, it is the minimal amount of risk. What we suggest is you got to at least know where that money's coming from. Minimize the risk at least to that to where you can have a paycheck for the next two to two to three paycheck periods. Right. right? What so are, what are the things that at your level where you're at? What are the things that you tangibly can do? To minimize the risk. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't have the finances because you're just not at that space. Yeah. But you can take your time and do thorough interviews and understand who you need mm-hmm. and the skills that they need and take the time to find them. Yeah. That's a that is a great way to minimize the risk when I can't I, I can't have the backup of the finances but I can work to make sure that I've hired the right person because I took my time. Yep. And combine that, right? Combine knowing your clients, combine prepping, and combine the, the financial side. Okay, so I've interviewed seven guys. I found one that I love. I think, I think he's going to work out. I'm now going to talk with him about timing and say, okay, I've got four jobs starting in six weeks. That's going to allow me to have a little more finances. 
I want to, can you start for the first two weeks? We are just going to be training now, but in four weeks, I'm going to have you starting assisting me on these jobs because you want, you you want to train them, right? We need to have training set up of how it works. And and that's something that we do in our program with ProServe Alliance is help you understand how to set up a training program, how to bring in someone and train them properly, how to hire them, how to give the paperwork, all that stuff. A lot of stuff, the steps and tedious parts we give to you when when you come to our, so don't be overwhelmed by that. It's, it's super simple if you just have it all, all organized. Um, but if you can say, okay, I've got the right person, uh, I can look in the future and say, okay, I've got more jobs coming. You know, if you slow down during the winter, you might not want to hire December 1st. You know, that might be a terrible hire. Everyone's taking Christmas off. Everyone's taking New Year's off. Clients don't want you in their house. So it might be a bad hire because now you've got to keep a, a paycheck through February that you might not see a penny from. But if you have if you have the reserve of finances. Absolutely. It's a great that's time. a great time because you have the actual time to spend with that person to train them mm-hmm. versus running from job to job to job. And you don't have time and you pull the, well, just follow me and do what I do yep. type of training. Yep. Well, right? at end of the day, there is not a, a, a an indicator that says, hey, Today, you're ready to hire, right? right. There's, not a, there's not a green light, yellow light, red light. It, it's always, it's always going to be okay. In, 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 am I reducing the risk that, I'm, that I have in this hire? Am I preparing? What's going to happen in three months if I don't have the money? What's going to happen here? What's that going to mean for these clients? Can I sacrifice my time with my family for the next two months training this person and getting them up? You know, how much time? Is, so assessing all of that knowing all of that, knowing that you can handle it, that means now it's time to hire. Right. right? That's, those are the things that you prep in going into that <clears throat> hire. So that, anything else to add to that? Well, I, one of the questions I was going to throw your direction is, uh, you know, when we're talking about the finance side, being prepared, mm-hmm. knowing your money, all, all of that stuff, how do you think when we uh, ran the venture of our service department, yep. how do you think the finance side of that, because I think we had – we had the right person, yep. um, uh, but it, it didn't work out. And uh, how do you think the finance side kind of impacted that? Great, great question. So uh, a little background. We have a renovations department. We have a turns department, two different sides of the company. One works with homeowners. One works with the investors that fix and flips, uh, kind the, of a different product. quick in and out type of product. Yeah, two yeah. different products. One's a lower price, less hand-holding. One's a little bit uh, of a standard price, more hand-holding. Right. Uh, we started. We had a need, an ability to hire to to service these pro, uh, client. Well, the clients, the, the clients in the turn department were requesting us to do service level service type work. punch out yeah. work, handyman stuff, you know, HVAC repairs, whatever yeah, it was, yeah, small yeah. stuff. And so, because that was available, we were like, great, let's do it. Let's bring someone in. We got a project manager. Let's let him run over this. He's going to hire some guys. We're going to have some trucks out on the road. We we bought two or three trucks. Got some service techs in here. Spent thousands on Cost went filling up out and up that and up van. And up. Yeah, and and we got to a point that we didn't really pre-plan how it was going to grow, the cost that it was going to associate. We just saw the opportunity and went with it. And and, and even how much work we were going to need to do. Mm-hmm. To make it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we got we got to a point that we were looking at and saying, okay, 35, 40% of our overhead expenses was in our service department, and it was about 10% of our revenue. Right. And and so we we're looking at it thinking, if we took that amount of money and put it over here, we can hire three more project managers and 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 really increase the, the revenue over here. So for us, 
in retrospect, we ended up closing down our service department yeah. because it was viable. It was working. We, we were making some money off of it. And we were we were in seventy five to one hundred houses every month. Yeah, and so that that was great. But we but I mean we're making five eight grand a month off that. There's a lot when, of liability, a lot, lot of risk. Yep, yeah. vehicles on the road, insurance, and all that stuff. So at the end of the day, we if we would have done that assessment ahead of time, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have spent the time, effort, and money for two years, a year and a half, yeah. running down the road of building that just to shut it down. Well, and when you think about the just the the logistics of scheduling for a hundred houses a month. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that we had running it was uh, he was a magician with it. He was amazing at it copious notes he was very he was meticulous and he did a great great job he was working his butt off Mm -hmm. and he kept coming to me going hey when am i going to get more money Mm -hmm. when am i going to get a raise and i kept looking at the numbers going it's impossible yeah you got to do 10 times this amount of work the way we set it up yeah correct yeah yeah Yeah. so i think that's pre-planning i don't think a service department's a bad idea i think it's a fantastic way to make money we set it up wrong because we did it from the hip, and I it think was... I think that falls into the two categories: the 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 pre-planning and understanding your finances, as well as understanding your clients and pre-planning for that. What yep. is what are they going to require from us? How long is it going to take them to pay us? Mm-hmm. You know what what are they willing to pay? All of those things that we we thought we had an understanding of, and we just we just didn't. Yep, yep. I think that's great. Yeah. So, in conclusion, I, I would say. When you're looking, when you're a one-man show, two-man, three guys running it, if you are looking at, at today and say, I'm ready to hire, yeah, that's okay. That's a good thing. L- look at three different things. Look at what's coming up, what that hire is going to mean for everybody else in the company. Look at when, when do I expect them to be making new money? How quickly do I need them to be bringing in cash? It, which means... When I say bringing in cash, I mean going from the five clients I have to going to seven clients because they're here. That means I have two additional clients, two more people giving me cash, right? right? right. So uh, how how quickly do I need that? Because for the first two to three months, they're going to be my assistant on those five clients. Yeah. And so when can I go to six, seven, eight more eight clients total, and they start bringing in in that cash to at least break even on that on that hire? So look at that. Look at your finances. What happens if I don't bring in any more clients? What happens if if I can't, but but by all means, do not hire someone, let them sit in your truck for a week with you, and then send them out to meet a client and run jobs. Right. That, that If you're not prepared beyond that, it is not time to hire. If you need help understanding how to do that, please call us. That's Email right. us. That, that's, that's what we're here for, to help, help you understand the process of that hire, the systematic way to set your company up for those hires to come in and learn the systems, yeah. right? You've got a system in, in your company. You've got a, a way that your brain works, a way that your job sites flow. Everyone has that. The hard part is duplicating yourself to where other people can run that system, and that's what we do. That, that's that's our expertise in terms of what we hope to bring to the table for the, for the companies that we partner with. So. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great uh, great day. Next week, tune in for our Who to Hire. We dive deeper into, I think I think it's titled Jared versus Jared, our first hire, Jared versus our last hire that we made about five months ago, the guy named Jared. So we kind of talk about the differences of personality, how to incentivize, you know, a little bit different of when you're making your first hire versus future hires, uh, what you're looking for. 
Uh, and that's next week. If you need anything else, go to www.proservealliance.com. We love to chat with you. You can shoot me an email, Clark Turner at proservealliance.com. Jared Flo, F-L-O-W-E at proservealliance.com. That uh, comes that comes directly to us. You yep. can you can shoot, shoot your questions to us. Yep, love love to hear from you guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. See you next time. Mm-hmm.